0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Chicago Business Review, where we interview and highlight successful businesses and business owners and entrepreneurs that have done amazing things in this space so that you can learn from what they've been doing and pick up some advice through their successes and their failures. But I have been waiting for a long time to bring on our guest today. He is truly an amazing entrepreneur, a real estate investor, the president of Custom Blending Solutions, and so many other businesses. One of my favorite business minds and just people to talk to in general. So please help me in welcoming our guest today. Mr. Sargon Budak. Sargon, great to see you and have you on, my man. How you thank doing? You, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, man. Like I was telling everybody, I've we've had so many great conversations, just me and you over drinks and at parties. And every time I'm like, man, I wish I could record this conversation because you are truly one of the most interesting people in the world that I have gotten to encounter and somebody that I look up to in terms of even just business acumen and things like that. And so let's just dive right in. Um, One of the things that you do at a very high level is you are a real estate investor, but you started that career really early on. So can you kind of share with us like, how you got started, when you got started, and uh and then we'll go from there.
1: Yeah, so I, I started working at an early age. Um, I really I always enjoyed working. I was fourteen years old and worked uh at least one job all the time till I was about twenty or twenty one. Then at the age of twenty, I saved up enough money to, to invest in something and wasn't sure what to do. So I looked at different things and talked to different people and was actually out shopping with a with a realtor looking at two flats on the north side of Chicago. And was was really hard to find. And finally, he called me one day and he said, you know I have a better opportunity for you. And uh, he said, there's just some six-unit buildings that just went on for, for sale in Elk Grove Village. And so we looked at that and it made a lot of sense because it was about the same cost of, of a two flat, but he ended up with six units. So it made a lot of sense from a price standpoint, but also... From a cash flow standpoint, I mean having six units over two is a you know a dramatic difference. They're not worried about having a unit or even two units empty at any one time. So um, you know, that's how it started. I bought the, the building uh when I was I think that's twenty years old, almost twenty one years old. And then uh from there, you know, use the cash flow to start investing in other real estate.
0: That's Incredible, man. And that's the thing is a lot of people think like, oh, I can't invest in real estate. Oh, it'll take too much capital. Oh, it'll take too much time. But you looked at it as, okay, I saved up some money. What's the best way for me to invest this money? And we both know investing in real estate is such a great avenue for building wealth and just creating income. And the smart thing that you did was you went into multi-unit buildings right from the get-go. And again, you talked about looking at two units versus six units. And if it's the same cost, now you have six doors or six properties that are paying you rent that you're generating cash on. So such an incredible start. Now, what is that? After you bought your first building, at what point were you like, did you know right away, like, holy cow, this is actually something I'm going to continue to pursue? Or did you wait a little bit? Like, uh, how aggressive or how long did it take you to start picking up your next property? You know, just
1: like everything else I do, I never have a a true plan of what I'm going to do next. It's all about opportunities, you know, it's about meeting people and talking to people and seeing what the next opportunity is. I mean, people always think somebody got lucky and, you know, sometimes there's a tiny bit of luck involved, but it's more about opening doors and looking at opportunities. So I continued to stay in touch with the organization that sold that first set of buildings. And as soon as they started selling the other buildings in Charmburg, literally they ju- jumped on those almost right away. It was the same type of deal. You know, pricing had gone up just a little bit over a few years. I think the first building I bought was in 1990. The second building in chamber was in 1993. Similar deal, another six-unit building, um, generating some decent cash flow. So besides, you know, having the extra cash every month, as you know, you're paying the building down as you go. So you start to build some equity in property. And building equity in two buildings rather than one, you know, generates that much more cash. So when the next opportunity comes up, you're ready
0: for it. And that's kind of what's happened over the last, now it's been, it's hard to believe it's been about 30 years. That's incredible, man. And do you mind me asking, uh, so how many doors um, do you currently own or are managing? I mean. Altogether about uh, any, as you
1: call it, doors. doors, And they range. And this is again back to my earlier point about not looking for specific properties, but just looking at opportunities. Um, so a lot of them are six unit buildings, but we also have um, single family homes and townhouses. And the geographically, they're from
0: all the way from the plains all the way up to Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. Wow. Wow. And so uh, I know that it was cash flowing well, but you were still young. Uh, were you still in school when you bought your first property? Yeah, so when I bought the first
1: property, I was uh, still in school. I was in college, um, earning my uh, degree in, in industrial engineering. And then and uh, I graduated, I believe it was in 1991, and got my first job in, uh, at a large food manufacturing company. Um that that just happened by chance. I've always had a passion in food. I mean the money I saved from the age of fourteen to twenty was mostly in in food in the food business. Most mostly in, in restaurants and hotels and food service. And so just by chance when I got my degree, the, the first job I landed was in the food business. It was a really large ingredient manufacturer servicing just above every restaurant chain in the country.
0: And so I, I did that I did that for a number of years. That's that's incredible. So you bought a building, but you were still working and hustling and such, and uh, you were working at that other company while you were looking for other real estate investment opportunities. Um, I'm curious, how did you buy the first property, like finance wise? If you were a student, did you just save up all cash, or did you get financing? Well, that's a good question. So wh- while
1: I was going to school, I was also working. Um, but I'll never forget, The thing was like three months into my first job out of college, I pulled up in a brand new client. Everybody thought it's just that's a deposit I got from, like, from my first few paychecks. But I was actually doing well on this side. Nobody knows this, not even until today. When I was working full-time as an engineer at, at, at the food company, I was actually still waving tables on the weekend. I mean, Friday Friday nights, doubles on Saturday Sunday. I was making as much on the weekends as I was
0: during the week. So I was using that cash really as, as my investment money. That's, that's incredible. And that's one of the things that I think people don't understand is that like the people that are successful, it is not by luck. It is by hard work and taking action over time and, All these people think like, oh, yeah, that person got lucky, but they don't know all of the work and the time that people put in to build that foundation. So you can put yourself in a position to, quote, unquote, get lucky. But it's because you put in that work, you saved that money, you worked hard, you were working a second job while you had a job so that you can invest. And then even then, I'm sure as you are generating cash flow, you're still working two jobs in the beginning. So it's incredible the start that you had. Now, I know out of school, you were working at that food manufacturing company, I believe. Uh, and then what changed where you stopped working there? And uh, what was the next step in your journey? So. I, I worked at that company for roughly fifteen years
1: and then after fifteen years another opportunity come came up to work at another company. And just ironically, all at the same time, and this kind of ties into real estate a little bit. The week I was supposed to start my new job, I mean I was walking out of a grocery store and back then there was there was more real there were more about real estate books. And you walked out of most grocery stores, you see a real estate book. And I always grabbed one, usually looking at homes to see or for property for investing. But it, it there was a USDA food facility listed for sale. And I didn't think much of it. You know, I went home and, you know, they, but the following month, when the new edition came out, that same facility was still for sale. So just out of curiosity, I'm always curious to see, you know, properties or opportunities. As we drove out there, I met with the owners of the food company. It was this wonderful, wonderful family that had owned it for 40 years. He had retired, and his family wasn't interested in continuing business, so they had closed the business. But this but this building existed in the middle of this just incredible, incredible neighborhood, um, surrounded by water and beautiful homes. It, it, was, it was just very interesting. I didn't think much of it, and I, I didn't think I was going to go forward with it. I came home, and actually the wife of the Warner called me and said, you know what? I'm not trying to push this on you, but then you know, my husband and I talked we just we just really kind of enjoyed the talking to community, your passion for food and and for the business. and we really think this would work out nicely for you. so we we made a deal. So i um, I just started a full-time job. I have this building now out in, listen, Johnsburg. I have this building now that has equipment in it and things, but not not the type of equipment that I was used to working with. So, well, I was working full-time on the weekends, I used to go there and basically take out equipment we didn't need, clean the whole building up because it had sat for a while. Um, I mean, every weekend for probably three or four months. And then bought a little bit of equipment. Actually, the main piece of equipment that we needed, I still have today, almost 19 years later. Oh. And we've run, you know, millions of pounds out of bits it's a, a ribbon blender that we've been using. And so... That's kind of, that's how it kind of started. But I continued, I've had that business for almost 19 years. But for the first nine years, I was actually still working full-time while I was running that business on the side until it could sustain itself. Obviously having, you know, a wife and three kids and bills, and I just wanted to make sure it was the right thing to
0: do. And about 10 years ago, I made the decision to just go out on my own. That is so incredible and already like so many amazing like nuggets for people that are out there and trying to decide like should i go into business you know what are the right decisions and already you've shared like you know what it's not luck it's hard work you work two jobs when you were right out of college you were still waiting tables you were using that money to invest in real estate And then you were constantly looking for opportunities. It didn't just fall in your lap. You were, you had it in your mind that, Hey, I'm just going to keep looking for opportunities, keep looking for opportunities. And then one presented itself. And again, you weren't sure you weren't even thinking like, this is the opportunity that I was looking for. You're just like, Hey, you know what? Why don't I check it out? This is what I do. And. When you're constantly striving to work hard and be better, I really feel like the universe tries to reward you by putting opportunities in front of you like that. Because you could have easily passed by the real estate book multiple times like thousands and thousands of people do and never looked at it, and that opportunity would have just passed by. But you did it, and... Because of that, you were able to buy this building that you still utilize to this day, which is amazing. But the other thing is, is like, you still worked the other job full time for nine years while you were building up this business. People nowadays, I feel like, want everything to happen right now. And they overestimate what should happen in one year and underestimate what they can do in five to ten years. And you said... And this, at this point, I'm assuming you had some other real estate, you were generating cash flow, you had a full-time job, and still you were working that full-time job, managing properties, and you were starting a new business on the side. Uh, Just so incredible, man. And nine years, I hope everyone that you don't forget that part. It was nine years. It wasn't like, Oh, six months later, he was a hit and made it. And I feel like so many people just see the now and not all of the work that people like you, Sargon, have put in to get to this level. So you did that. And then nine years later. So like, what were you doing with that facility that you purchased? Like, what were you working on or creating initially? So... The first, the first
1: products that we made out of that facility were a uh, suit basis. We had, you know, one or two customers that we started with. Actually one customer I was familiar with. And so at that time, I, I didn't have all the time in the world to go to the facility. So we were at home working on things. i made made sam- original samples at home. Um, we, I got on a plane and and just took a sample out to a potential customer, just took the chance. And, you know, short story ended up, you know, it wasn't a slam dunk, but over time ended up with the business. Today, they're still one of our our really good customers. And, you know, it just just continued to go down that path. That, that That was the main focus of the company. And then we started doing seasoning blends for food companies and for meat, mainly meat companies and then making an ingredient for food companies that they, they can use as an ingredient to make further products. So we were blending all sorts of ingredients, making seasoning blends and marinades and gravy mixes and things like that. So we did that for a number of years. Um, now, one thing I need to mention is like would to be able to do with, with the great people that I had. I mean, I've always, I've always made people the kind of front and center in relationships with people and surrounding myself with with very really good people. And to this day I've made I've created so many amazing relationships with, with people and I there's there's hundreds of people that we've met over the years that have, have really helped. So besides taking the risk, besides starting very early, just, you know, respecting people and treating people the right way and and just appreciating people, I think is that is a huge, huge part of it. No one, no one can do any of this by themselves. And so, you know, I I appreciate all the people that have
0: always worked with us and people that work with us today and to, to help us make it a success. That, yeah, no, I hear that time and time again from people that I admire or extremely successful people is that you need to work with other very talented people and you can't do it on your own. There's only so much that you can do, but being short-sighted and being like looking to either save costs by hiring B or C level talent versus A level talent will be worse in the long run for you. And then every great leader that I meet always talks about how important it is to have those good people and those great relationships. And you being an amazing entrepreneur and successful business person, I would expect nothing less from you, man. You're always putting the spotlight on everyone else but yourself. Um, But I'm super excited to kind of put some roses to you because you're just an amazing person. Now, how did you guys decide first, uh, like, the soup bases and then, like, transitioning from that to meat seasonings and other things. Like, how did you come about like deciding, you know what, why don't we expand and do something else?
1: You know, a lot of it was really familiarity, knowing, knowing that end of the business and then as, as you get into the business and as you reach out to more customers, it really came down to requests from customers and then trying and responding to those requests, I mean, I think probably one of the mistakes I made early on was saying yes to everything, and so we learned over time. You know, we try to we have to try to be a little more strategic, and and work our things that are that we're very strong at, and so we we work with R and D people that that w- that were very strong and helped us, you know, meet some of the requests that were coming in. Um, the basis, the basis today, even you know no pun intended, or kind of like the foundation, still one of the foundations of the business, but the seasonal lens and such just came about time from from requests from customers. Actually, we didn't, in the early days, I mean, for the first nine years, we didn't even have, a, we had nobody in sales. It was word of mouth and just um, experience over the years and, and just being acquainted with people in the industry. It was only until about
0: five years ago or so that we actually brought up, that created a, a, a real. Show. Wow, wow, that's incredible. So relationships, word of mouth, and then just taking feedback from the people that you trust and respect, which are clients of yours that, you know, have been kind enough to do business with you. and so but a lot of times people are stuck in their ways or don't want to hear advice from other people, but you're saying, That's how you guys decided on the different things that you wanted to work on, which is incredible. Uh, So why the decision other than maybe buying the property uh, to go on your own or start a business versus trying to make the job that you are at more successful? Like why the decision to be an entrepreneur? Because it is a lot of work. And it's a lot of stress and, you know, a lot of sleepless nights and, uh, it's not for everyone, but what what made you make that decision or what was kind of the, the tipping point, I guess. It was, it was always a dream of mine to work on my own. Um, I've always had
1: strong relationships with people at the, at the last company I was in, I had, you know, about 400 people working for, for me. I used to travel between here and California all the time and. It, it's just became uh, you know a little tiresome. There's a lot of work traveling back and forth. I know I wanted to to stay in this area, and and I knew I always wanted to do my own thing. I just I wanted to create you know a different culture, and create an opportunity for people, and just just the challenge of it. I guess I always I always liked the challenge uh, in life, and I I really I wanted the challenge of starting my own business. My wife wasn't always a big fan of that. She was always afraid. I mean, it's it's a huge risk, and it be, in in the early days, it was very tough. I mean, not, not, as you said earlier, the nothing is easy. You have to work very very hard, and, and and we did that, and and I'm glad we did that. And uh, as I said, we didn't have much of of Salesforce Salesforce lore at all. Um, it wasn't until about five years ago, actually, a uh, gentleman I used to work with at the last company, just came and visited. He was semi retired and visited and wanted to see what we did and and to this day is working with us and you know we've had a lot of fun and things have you know the company has progressed for sure
0: no oh, that's that's incredible and so you uh decided to start your own thing and that's always tough when you do have a family to support and you know i experienced that same type of thing but uh, believing in yourself at knowing that you're going to do whatever it takes to to make it succeed. Um, yeah. How do you balance the, like, uh, going after something versus, like, weighing out, like, the pros and cons of it, I guess? Like, it seems like you're more of an action taker. Uh, but, yeah, do you think it's more important to take action or analyze things i think both are important
1: but i think the mistake that most people make i mean there's probably nobody out there that has the thought of running their own business or starting their own business or doing something on their own but people i think over analyze they'll analyze in you know for years and years and never really get to do what they wanted to do and part of it is fear, part of it is taking risk, and part of it is people, some people are just afraid of a lot of hard work. So analyzing things is very important, but at some point you have to take action. And I know some people are much bigger risk takers, but that's where the, the analyzing comes into play. Talking to you know, industry experts, just looking at you know other case, case examples and seeing how things have run and just trying to make more intelligent decisions. And not being afraid to fail. I mean, not everything that we've decided to do has, has succeeded. Not every product of interest has succeeded. But we've made mistakes along the way. But the nice thing of owning your own business is you're, you're the one who is accountable. That you have to hold yourself accountable. And then over time, you know,
0: with experience, you start to make better decisions and, and, and learn from the past yeah so i that's the other thing is i feel like people uh think like oh i i have to wait till i'm ready uh or until i have all of the information and then they just get stuck but it seemed like you were like you know what i've waited out enough i thought it through and of course there's risks but i believe in myself and i'm just gonna take action and now here we are and you have a incredibly successful business. You have a bunch of real estate that you own. Now, I believe you guys are expanding as well. Um, can you elaborate a little bit on that? Yes. So as we,
1: one of the new, um, product lines that we got into come almost by by action with, with protein powder. We do, we do, we do protein powder for the, for the retail sector. We started doing that about five or six years ago now. Um, and one of the things that's different between that and the other products we're doing is we're doing a mulstering industrial and food service which where packaging isn't as critical because it's a much larger container. We bring in ingredients as we need them, but being in retail, that is more challenging because packaging plays a huge part, whether it's labels or cartons or, you know, um, the artwork and things like that. So. And then those containers and those products take a lot, lot more space. We we managed to do it for several years in our old facility, but we just ran out of space. So we bought a building about a year and a half ago, really during COVID, and nobody believed that we can get that building up and running in the time we did. But you know, again, having relationships and working hard helped us to get through there. And about little, just over a year ago, we started operations in that building. And that building is primarily de- dedicated today to do uh, to do protein products for retail. We run some other products there as well. Um, it's it's really helped us a lot because it's incre- increased our capacity dramatically, and that that's helped significantly. And then just about a month ago, we saw an opportunity to buy uh, another company, uh, a smaller food company that did some different types of products that we do. So we acquired them about a month ago and have really kind of moved them into the mix and have started to produce those types of products, more more sleep lights. So our offering has, has expanded o-
0: over where it was a couple of years ago. That's incredible that you keep expanding, even though you had all of this success and yet you're branching out and you're doing other things. Uh, do you feel like it's worth it? Do you feel like it's worth it, all of this work and uh, all the time that you're putting in? And I would imagine with more responsibilities comes more headaches, but do you enjoy it, I guess, is my question.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I really, really do enjoy it. Um, I, I enjoy the challenges of it. I, I enjoy, you know, making products, and satisfying our customers' needs. You know, like I always say, we don't try to just meet expectations. We try to exceed them. And between myself and the people that, that work with us, we try to do that on, on a daily basis. Then you, you ask if you enjoy it. I mean, almost all the time you would answer yes. Obviously, there's some days it's hard to say <laughs> yes because there's some really challenging days. When you wake up in the morning and, and you start your day, you have, there's, you have no idea what challenges you'll be facing that day you can have a whole agenda set up of what you're going to do and it's
0: the challenges of the day that kind of dictate how your day is going to go yeah no i i've been there so many times so many sleepless nights so many oh man what am i doing but uh you know i agree i feel like it's definitely worth it you know you're helping other people you're changing lives you're building relationships and you're creating a future that you envisioned, whereas a lot of people I feel like are just stuck and live with regret on things that they didn't try to do, you're a prime example of going after things that you want to. And that's one of the main reasons why I was so excited to have you on as a guest is everything that you kind of envisioned or wanted to do, you of course, thought it through, but then you took action and you've been successful in most of those things. So, uh, you do now custom blends for restaurants and such, but now you're doing retail. Uh, so that means like you're selling directly to retailers or you have your own label or how does that work?
1: Just about all the retail we do. I mean, there are, I mean, less, but we do, we do a private label for some of the largest retailers in the world. Um We've done a couple of different products, but most, mostly uh, in, in the, like, supplements, protein powders. And we've
0: been doing that for a little over five years now. Wow. So, like, if somebody wanted to start their own, like, a supplement or protein company they would reach out to you and then you would work together to try and help them make their protein blend is that right yes for sure for protein powders and for other products
1: we we've had other entrepreneurs or we have people with ideas that come to us and we one of the segments in our business is co-packing so we we help create products and then you know help those people to get their products in the market, whether it be a retail product or a food service product, or even an ingredient that's going to be used in somebody else's business. So that's become a pretty decent part of our business. We have a pretty strong research and development uh, department with very capable people. We make samples all the time and we do tests all the time um, and, and try to help as much as possible. And, you know, obviously helps us grow our business but it also helps the the person on the other end you know start their business and grow their
0: business as well yeah no i know you um personally and so i know what kind of heart that you have for helping other people out and just uh yeah just really being thoughtful in terms of um other people around other people's successes you're a firm believer in that you become successful by helping other people become successful. And so that's one of the great traits about you. Um, other than like real estate investing and food, are there any other businesses that you have dabbled in or are currently dabbling in as well? So the funny thing is I've, I've owned the uh, air salon for the last 18 years.
1: Um, and that goes back to, you know, working with people, you know, there was one or two employees. At, at the shop that I used to go to many years ago, they were having um, some um, personnel issues or, or just weren't happy at, at their place. And there's a long story behind it, but eventually they ended up buying the business. And, you know, the, some of the majority of the people had left. And then the next day they, they all came back. And today those people are, are still with us. And honestly, it's become like family. It's just, you know, watching people grow up. I mean, some of the girls that work there were, you know, in the early twenties and today they're 40 years old. So they've kind of grown together. They've watched my kids grow up and seeing them grow up. And so they've become like family over the years, not just them, but their family members. And so
0: it, it's, it's been kind of neat. That's incredible, man. A beauty salon as well. See, I wasn't, I was not underselling it guys. When I said serial entrepreneur, sargon has really dabbled in everything and in everything that he does he puts his heart and soul into it and he really genuinely cares about the people that he works with so if there are any people out there that are looking to get a supplement business started or wants to try and partner with sargon and his company um What's the best way that people could try and connect with you and, uh, try to set up a relationship with your company to, to maybe work together?
1: I think the easiest and most efficient way is to go to our, to our website. It's, uh, And then just in the contact page, you can put your information and then either
0: myself or, uh, like one of our salespeople will, will reach out to you. That's awesome, yeah. So if there's anyone out there that's interested in this field, please check out their website, customblendingsolutions.com and under the Contacts tab, you can fill out the information and um, you'll definitely get connected with somebody that can help you out. Sargon, I know that uh, our time is kind of coming to an end here, but uh, I know you have a lot of other passions other than real estate investing and just running your companies. What are some other things that you like to do in your free time to maybe unwind or, um, yeah, spend time outside of trying to make money, which we both love trying to do.
1: Well, obviously, yeah, love, love spending time with my family. Um, I'm a real foodie. So just trying about just about every restaurant that, that in the area, even when they travel, that's one of the first things I look at. I enjoy there. As you know, I enjoy playing tennis with you guys. We, we always have a blast doing that and, and just attending sporting events or just watching sports in general. I'm a
0: huge sports fan and uh, I can spend many, many hours just watching baseball. Yeah, no, I remember you saying one of your great passions was uh, watching your son play baseball Uh, growing up and such. And so just an amazing person that I'm, Honored to call a friend, and I'm so thankful that you were able to take this time to just kind of share on your journey. Now, if there are people that are looking to get started or maybe start their own business, you know, is there like one piece of advice or something that you would recommend to them? Like if they ran into you at a coffee shop and they're like, Oh, I heard your interview with Young on the podcast, and I'm thinking of trying to start a business, but I'm not sure. What are some things that you would uh, maybe give them advice on or recommend to that? So the first thing is to do your homework,
1: to to uh, make sure you gather as much information a- as possible. Talk to people that are you know in in the in the, like related industry. Talk to other entrepreneurs, but most of all, yeah, don't be afraid to take a chance. I mean. There is, you know, this, we're, we're all, we're not here forever. So you gotta, if if, if you're gonna do something, you gotta do it and just take a chance and, you know, there's always risk in everything we do and we take risks every day. And this is, this is just one of those alone. And then don't be afraid of working
0: hard. Yeah. I did a little bit of a lost earth lately. I, I, yeah, I, yeah, that's what I keep telling my kids. I'm like, hey, working <laughs> hard, uh, yeah. you're. No one enjoys, I mean, some people enjoy working, but there's things that you're going to not enjoy about it. So just do it a little better than everybody else. Work a little harder than everyone else. And then at least you'll get to reap the benefits of it. Whether it's schoolwork, whether it's work, cleaning up, you know, whatever your role is, just do it a little bit better and you'll reap the benefits. You don't have to be a hundred times better than your competition. You just have to be a little bit better and you get to reap the benefits. So sorry, God, thank you so much for this time and for all of your insight and advice. And I'm just so honored to kind of hear your journey. And I feel like this is so valuable for anyone that's looking to start a business or, um, grow their business. And just hearing from somebody that's done it at such a large scale is going to be super helpful. So guys, Girls, if you guys found value in this episode, please share it with other people. And please leave us a review. Uh, Reviews really help us to get out there and bring on amazing guests like Sargon so that they could share what they've done um, successfully so that that'll help you in your journey. So um, I really enjoyed this one. Um, So thanks everyone for listening and watching. Sargon, thanks so much for joining us this week. And, uh, yeah my pleasure my man and uh next time uh we'll have another great guest on but please share subscribe submit those reviews they really mean a lot to us so for sargon budak this is young lee signing off for the chicago business review thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today i truly respect your time so i hope this was valuable to you And if you're a new listener, then thank you for checking out the show. And don't forget, you can find all the resources, links, and show notes on our Facebook group, Chicago Business Review. Just go to Facebook and search Chicago Business Review so that you can find out all the latest info on future podcasts, get all the show notes, and network with other highly successful and driven entrepreneurs and professionals in Chicago. Also, be sure to contact me while you're over there and share any feedback, questions, or guest recommendations you have as well. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.